Welcome to another edition of Wandering to Gdansk Extra. Now, to finish off the group stages away, Wolves went off to Braga. And what was such an entertaining game, Wolves 3-1 up. We all thought after the dock header and the Chouare Thunderbolt uh, following Jimenez's goal uh, just after Braga's first. That was it. We were going to get more. And Jota has that chance as well in the second half. And you think it could be four, how many more could it be? But Braga got back in the game. Eduardo, who came on for them, really changed the game for us. Um, and it ended up being a three-all draw. But Wolves are qualified for the knockout stages of the Europa League, which is a fantastic achievement in what is probably already Wolves' 25th, 26th game now after the game against Sheffield United on Sunday. But what were the sights and sounds and the experience like for the thousands of Wolves fans that travelled over to Portugal for the game? Adam, Gully and Matt, all from the fancast, were all there and they sent back all these reports. And thanks to Matt as well for giving us a, a post-match mini-podcast debrief with his friends who we went over as well at the end of the show. Here, the sights, the sounds, the audio of what it was like in Braga on Thursday if you weren't helped go. Or if you did go and you want to reminisce what it was like, hopefully this will be the perfect anecdote for you. So here we go. Fancast in Braga. Enjoy. <laughs> We've just landed in Porto, um, it's Thursday morning. Um, our flight from Luton was, for all intents and purposes, entirely made up of Wolves fans. And there was a, a really nice buzz on the aeroplane and uh, in the departure lounge before we, uh, before we got on. Um, had the pleasure of sitting next to Andreas, who is a Cypriot Wolves fan. And his story goes that his father was a fan from Cyprus uh, back in the 70s when the club had the likes of Derek Dugan, John Richards uh, playing for us and uh, he has subsequently uh, began studying in the UK and had a season ticket since uh, the Zenga-Lambert season and has been following Wolves home and away ever since. Um, so goes to show just the wide reach that the club has had for a long time, a time when we actually had... Um, a spell in Europe as well and uh, we've come full circle with uh, um, Andreas and his father joining um, joining each other on a European trip which I'm sure is uh, a really, really nice uh, story for them so uh, looking forward to getting into Braga now and uh, capturing some more of the atmosphere As you'll hear, the volume has risen somewhat. We're in Cafe Vienna in Praça da Repubblica in Braga, and uh, it's a Wolves takeover, shall we say. I'm currently standing in Braga Square with a big congregation of Wolves fans. It's a Wolves takeover here in the square. It's also very, very wet. You could be forgiven for thinking that we've brought Wolverhampton to Braga because the weather is getting quite bad. However, we're all in good voice. We're in good sounds. We're going to enjoy Wolves away in Braga. I've got a feeling it's going to be a great day regardless of the weather. 
We're currently here drinking Super Bowl. We've had to Uber it along the way rather than taking the trains. I think the trains have been a bit of a nightmare today, but everyone's really enjoyed themselves. It's going to be a great day. Come on, the Wolves. Hi, guys, it's Matt from the Wolves Fancast here. I'm with Owen and Lawrence. Gents, how are we doing? Not yeah, too bad, good, mate. Yeah. Not too when did bad. you guys get into Porto? Uh, oh, yesterday morning, I was in. I got about five o'clock yesterday evening. And where did you fly from? Uh, Birmingham. Oh, okay. I went from Manchester to Paris. And then stayed two hours in Paris, and then um, to Porto. Okay, so it's a bit of a mission for you. Yeah. Did you yeah, have a good night last night? Did you go out? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> yeah, we go out. What was the atmosphere like in the city? Oh, it was quality. It was yeah, quality. Then obviously, Liège boys came, didn't yeah. it? and it started kicking off. But it set the tone the night before, didn't it? Yeah. Um, then just round this pub here. Um, about nine o'clock, ten o'clock, quality, loads of chance going. Yeah, good yeah. atmosphere, party's party atmosphere, because obviously we get that point, we're, we're laughing, isn't we? We just need one point. I'm with Gav, who's come over. You come over today, mate? Uh, no, I came uh, yesterday. Oh, okay. Yesterday morning, yeah. Did you go out last night? Did you see any of the uh, drama going yeah, on? Yeah, to be fair, we were right in, right in front of us, to be honest. Uh, we were just walking toward the, uh, the Riviera in the square, so we come through the square. And there's all the Wolves fans behind us, and then all of a sudden there's uh, standing Liège fans. There's a bit of two, you know, pushing and shoving, and then they ended up running away in the end. What you do about nothing? I didn't, I didn't do anything. <laughs> I, joined, I joined in with the running at the end. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> same here, mate. Same here. See, <laughs> so I'm with Keith, standing outside Hard Rock Cafe in Porto. How are we doing today, mate? I'm all right, thank you. How are you? I'm not bad, mate. I'm not bad. Keeping yeah. busy today. Can Wolves go? Do you think in the Europa we League? Go all the way. I think. Do you think so? Yeah, yeah. And what do you think about the potential for the Champions League third places dropping down? Is there anybody that a, you'd really like to draw, or anyone you'd really like to avoid at the moment? Uh, the Scottish teams would like to play. Yeah, obviously. absolutely. Yeah. Be cheaper away day as well, yeah, wouldn't yeah. it? Here we are in Braga. It's wet, very wet. But what have you? It'd be better if they were <laughs> if it was sunny, but there you go. It's the morning after the night before. We're in our accommodation in Porto uh, after the game. I'm with Tom, Dave, JP and Jimbo. And uh, lads, 3-3. Goals from Jimenez, Doherty and Traore. Dave, what do you think about the result? Disappointed? Happy? Qualified? Gutted, to be honest with the result. Throw away a 3-1 lead, but the main thing is that we qualified. That's what we all want. Yeah, I mean... If the result had gone the other way and we were losing and, and we'd have got to 3-3, three, three, it would have been a completely different feeling. Um, but it, it, I guess it's the manner of the result, really. And a lot of it is kind of a tale of two halves, as it's been with a lot of Nuno's games, where we can't really see a game out. I mean, Tom, what did you take in terms of the two different halves that we had? Yeah, I think it's... Uh, yeah, again, it's just to echo uh, those comments. It's... You know, 
everything sensible in me is telling me to like, you know, fantastic, we're through. And we would have taken a draw beforehand, probably. And we definitely would have taken a draw after they scored their first goal so early. But yeah, it's just, I couldn't help but feel in the second half, as soon as the momentum went against us, confusing substitutions didn't help. And if I'm in the crowd wondering who on earth's playing where, it just makes me wonder if that's going to affect how the players are with their comfort in where everyone's playing and what everyone's doing. Yeah. Well, at one point, we've got three fullbacks on. and Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it did have an echo of where, where have I seen us lose a 2-0 lead before in a major game when we took off our attacking players. Um, but there was some really, really promising football in the first half. Um, the goal from uh, Jimenez, Traore and Doherty, you know, Doherty's goal was really, really special. I mean, the, what was the feeling like in the ground, uh, JP, with with the goals? You nearly lost your coat to the uh, to the celebrations. Yeah, I think it was after the first goal. My, my coat just like to slide down, and my first thought was, "Oh, it's going onto the Braga fans on the bottom. Never going to see it again." Stuart gave me a thumbs up, saying, "Get back in a bit." But it was good. Um, I think we just echoed thoughts again. Is that the first half performances against Bournemouth and Villa as well, really? And now this game, I think one of our best performances. Underneath, not really, on a half. And um, it's a bit different to what it is over the last year or two. It's always been the second half that's always been a good performance. Yeah. The last few games, it's been the first half. But just imagine how good we would be if we just carried it the whole game. Yeah, if we could be consistent over 90 minutes. And I think that's a squad thing as well, in that we've got a really small squad and our, our starting 11 is really standout. But then when we've got to dip into our subs sometimes, it kind of exposes us in a little way. I mean, the atmosphere before the game was absolutely fantastic. Um, Jimbo, what did you take from the atmosphere in the square in Braga beforehand? It was good. Good atmosphere, uh, despite the torrential rain. Yeah, it was biblical, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, umbrella sales in Braga. <laughs> Skyrocketed, I think. Um, but yeah, it was good to see so many Wolves fans um, come over, take over the square. Um a lot of chanting, a lot of singing. It was good atmosphere. I didn't really yeah. see any Braga fans no. walking around. It was just all, all wolves, really. But it was all it was all good spirited. It never felt at any point like it was anything other than everyone having a really good time. Yeah, yeah. It was only yeah, you know, getting annoyed with the weather and the walk to the ground was a bit of a yeah. It was like something off Modern Warfare Two with a favela, just walking through, like walking through Braga, and then there's confusion about where the home fans were and the away fans were. Walls tickets wise, whether they could all go to the same place. So that was a bit not very well um, stewarded or sort of signposted, really. So it was just a lot of wet, drunk Wolves fans. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of like when you go on holiday to like the latest trip or something and the weather's crap but you feel like you have to go out for a walk. Yeah. You're just, you're just trudging through it hoping that at some point there's going to be a pub at the end of it. If instead of a pub we're just looking for anything that resembled the football ground. Non-alcoholic beer at the end of it. <laughs> no. yeah. yeah, absolutely. Suddenly all the pubs start to run out saying no beer left and you see them all just walking in with crates of beer stocking on their own shelves. Well that was it, yeah. That was definitely our intention was to try and find a cash and carry, Portuguese cash and carry to go buy a crate for the walk. Um, I mean, that leads us nicely into some of the reports of kind of heavy-handed policing and stewarding. Um, we didn't really see any of that. Bod, you were obviously in the thick of it when we were waiting to get in. What were your thoughts on the stewarding that you saw? It, it, I think it could have got worse. When I, you know, where we were, you could, you know, the tensions were, you know, getting worse. Eventually they let us through. 
the boggy marsh and stuff. But I think we got there earlier than those mm-hmm. at the back where they did have a bad experience. Um, so I feel sorry for them. We've been really lucky this trip. I think people are going to get two different stories, really. Yeah, I definitely think that like you'll get the people that's had a bad experience with <laughs> either standard Liège fans or some of the stewarding, and that will kind of put a bit of a dampener on what has actually been a really, really good experience. You know, the, the locals, flight attendants, taxi drivers, they're all really chatting, Love obviously love their football and have been wishing us really well. And, you know, the bars and the clubs will have obviously it's skyrocketed in terms of their revenue because we've been here. If we were to be in this position where we're going to be drawing a Champions League team, third place Champions League team, there's a potential to draw as it stands today. Club Bruges, uh, Red Star Belgrade, Dynamo Zagreb, Bayern Leverkusen, Salzburg, Dortmund, Lyon and Valencia. So there are some heavy hitters there, but there are some games that are very, very easily winnable. JP, if, out of anybody in those teams, is there anybody that you'd you'd really well, like to? Yeah, to be fair, I think we're all actually just pointing at Bruges right now. Oh, away. Bruges away would be a good one. Um, Dortmund, fantastic atmosphere. You'd love to go there. Valencia. Valencia as well. Although I've actually like looking on Twitter today and complaining about the stewards, a lot of people are saying Valencia is just as bad. When we're thinking about this, though, are we thinking of, of it as a team we want to play or just a city we want to go to? Well, the six of one and a half doesn't do the other really, because you know if you want to go as far in the competition as you can, you want to be drawing one of the smaller teams. Yeah. But if you want the experience and just to you know, you know, just to see a fantastic stadium, then you know Dortmund would probably be the one that you'd pick out there. We love uh, playing those teams though as well, don't we? Like playing those. Those bigger clubs, so it might suit us more. Yeah, Tom, is there any anything from you that you'd want to see out of those teams? Anybody in particular that you'd like the look of, or you'd you'd like to you draw for you know potential away day? Yeah, uh, Dortmund, I'd like. I, I basically like any team. Well, the team that will attack us the most, mm-hmm. that will write us off, write us off the most, and yeah. see us as you know, uh, cannot lose game due to the difference in stature and size and expectations because they're the teams that we seem to do well against. Yeah, absolutely. Able to counter against the best and less pressure. Whereas uh, teams like Braga, Braga, you know, they're kind of like the Portuguese version of us at the moment with their Mm -hmm. standings in the league. Uh, And you can tell that they just they wanted it to be a cagey game, a cagey, edgy game. Mm-hmm. And that kind of chaos ball, especially in those conditions, kind of played out in their favour because I don't think really any of their goals were well taken. It was just hit and hope. Uh, so I think anyone that tries to actually attack us, we're just playing to our hands and we get a result that way. And yeah. I think that, that probably coincides with also the best destinations to actually go to for the away day as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the draw for the next round is on the 16th of December and I believe that the actual fixtures will be played over the 20th and 28th of February, so there's a lot of time to prepare for it. Well, just to wrap up, we had a really, really good time. We had a proper laugh uh, <laughs> sports bar um, that we were in on the first night. It was a fantastic atmosphere. I think a few videos have gone around a social and despite an absolute washout yesterday it was a really good experience to go to a you know a Europa League qualifier where we did qualify for knockout stages regardless of the results so I think we've all had a class time to be fair um, definitely looking forward to the next stages anyway that's it from Wolves Fancast abroad today take it easy <laughs>
Este año es el 160 cumpleaños de alguien que cautivó a celebrities, que hizo que un gesto se convirtiera en icono, que alargó aperitivos, patrocinó campeonatos, nos sumergió en la bella Italia y que se convirtió en el cóctel del agente secreto más famoso del cine. Brindemos por otros 160 años de buen gusto. Martini. Disfruta de un consumo responsable. 